A crucial meeting in Kyiv today as top European Union officials gathered to pledge their solidarity, solidarity and support for the Ukrainian people. This meeting comes on the heels of aid for Ukraine left out of the bill here in the U.S. that headed off the government shutdown. At the same time, a pro-Russian party won a parliamentary election in Slovakia, also a NATO ally. What do these changes mean? And is support for Ukraine waning in the West? Joining me now from Eastern Ukraine, CNN senior international correspondent Fred, Fred Pleitkin. And I wonder how closely Ukrainians were monitoring events in Washington over the weekend. I spoke to a number of members of parliament. They saw this and, and frankly, uh, disappointed by what they saw happen in, happening in the capital behind me. What are you hearing in, in eastern Ukraine? Mm. Well, Jim, I would say, first of all, I think you're absolutely right. They're disappointed. I think they're very concerned and they're hoping that this was just a blimp or an incident, as the Ukrainian mm -hmm. foreign minister put it today. He believes that there is still strong bipartisan support for uh, support for, for military aid for Ukraine and that a deal is going to be worked out in the future that then would uh, be beneficial for Ukraine and allow them to continue to get those weapons. But I think in light of what we saw um, this weekend and, of course, last Friday as well in, in Congress, there is a lot of concern on the part of the Ukrainians that at least uh, support for Ukraine is not necessarily 100 percent a given and 100 percent something that will continue uh, without end. So they do believe that they need a lot of support. They do believe that the support needs to continue. And I think the meeting that we saw today in Kyiv with those 27 foreign ministers of the European Union in Kyiv pledging their support and saying they are going to continue to support Ukraine as long as it takes was very important for the Ukrainians to get that, especially in light of some of those setbacks that you were just talking about. What's going on in the U.S., that election in Slovakia, also Poland now saying it doesn't want to supply any more arms to Ukraine. And the Ukrainians are saying, quite frankly, that all does not reflect what's going on on the battlefield. They say right now they have the upper hand. They have a chance to really take the fight to the Russians, but they need that continuing to support to be able to stay on the offensive. And certainly the U.S. obviously by far the most important partner in that, because, of course, the Ukrainians also believe that if support in the U.S. wanes, it could lead other partners of the yeah. U.S. in NATO to also question their support as well, Jim. That's right. Uh, the U.S. NATO's leader, oftentimes the other... Allies will follow. Fred in eastern Ukraine, good to see you. Keep yourself and your team safe. Joining me now for more on this is a member of the Ukrainian parliament, Marianne Zablotsky. Thanks so much for joining us. It's nice to speak with you again. Thank you for having me. So, as you know, President Joe Biden has suggested there was a deal, that there are still discussions underway uh, with Republican leaders here to, to, to get to this decision on Ukraine aid. In other words, that the aid will be coming. I wonder, do you believe those pledges or are you worried that support for Ukraine is waning here in Washington? Of course, we are extremely worried. And even in the interruption in aid will lead to two things. In any case, it's some sort of a slowdown of anti-air defenses being delivered, shells being delivered, which will result in additional graves of Ukrainians. There's no way, uh, no other way to put it. Uh, and of course, uh, to the Russian regime, to put Vladimir Putin, it is a signal that maybe in the long run he will yeah. actually be victorious. 
So I think that he would, that Russia will try to increase attacks on Ukraine in the near future. Yeah, Putin's spokesman even said as much today. He said uh, that they are seeing what, what they called contradictions or divisions here in the U.S. Uh, I want to ask you about your disappointment here because you have given presentations here in Washington, including to conservative groups, uh, about the need for Ukrainian support. Uh, you, you said to me the other night that you're concerned this is the end of uh, the Reagan doctrine to some degree, for at least for the Republican Party, this idea of America standing up for countries like yourself that are standing up to Russia. Can you describe your disappointment? Well, it's not so much as a disappointment as uh, I am very much afraid that more Ukrainians will get killed. You know, for us, it's very, very real. So yeah. last night I spent my... Uh, my night at the underground parking because of air raids, the house next to me was bombed by a Russian rocket. So it's very, very real. I am actually afraid for the, my my life, my my fellow Ukrainians and that of my family. Uh, I do know that Russia in all countries, and I don't think this is a Republican or a Democrat problem, it tries to support the uh, far positions on both sides. So I'm pretty sure that in every other European country, it is supposing, supporting both the far right far right and the far left in order to rock the country. Unfortunately, the strategy is working, and I think in U.S. as well. Understood. Yeah, and it's, uh, well, you certainly hear it uh, from even some lawmakers here. I just spoke to a Republican lawmaker a few minutes ago, and, and, and he said something along these lines. I'm paraphrasing, but, but he used the term both sides. He said that both sides in Ukraine are causing destruction, uh, de destroying lives. And I said, but, I said, but wait, it, Russia invaded the country. Ukraine is defending itself. But again, he returned to that both sides are responsible for this, in effect. I want to give you a chance to respond to that argument. It's very difficult and even painful to, to respond to those words. We did not attack Russia, and we are currently fighting on our land. This is basically a discussion of who is more right, Winston Churchill or Adolf Hitler. Of yes. course, Adolf Hitler is wrong because he initiated the war and the invasion. It's quite a way in historical terms to, to, to put it, uh, to put it into, into clear language here. Uh, another development, of course, that happened over the weekend, and that is in Slovakia, another member of uh, NATO, where a pro-Russian politician who is against uh, Slovakia's support for Ukraine in this war, Robert Fitso, won there. So, so you have Republicans in the U.S. Congress blocking Ukraine aid. You, you have a victory here in Slovakia. You have the leader of, of Hungary uh, standing in the way of further help to, to Ukraine. You have Poland at least temporarily suspending arms support for Ukraine. When you put those together, do you see a dangerous trend for Ukraine here, even among its allies? Uh, definitely, and I think that's the most dangerous trend that our country faces so far. I don't think it's all due to Russian influence, but of course there are natural democratic processes. When the war lasts for long, there is a natural fatigue, and plus, of course, a lot of money being spent in Ukraine, for which we are very, very grateful. But again, Russia is pouring enormous resources into politics, into media, both in Europe, on social media in U.S., and again, it's doing so in a way to radicalize both sides. So in case any side proposes anything like aid to Ukraine, it immediately receives not just an opposition, but a very hated opposition. And I think that's one of the key problems that we are facing right now. 
Well, Marion Zablotsky, we know that you live through this uh, every day, as, as you said. You have to go into to bomb shelters when, when the missiles start falling. So we wish you and your family safety. Say, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.